0: This is Community Roundtable, a production of dotcom 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley.
1: Sunday morning, and welcome to the Community Roundtable. I'm Kelly Finley. Excited to talk to you and really start off your new week on a positive note, and you can do that when you give back, and you know we love to connect you to good people doing just that. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves. And tell you which organization they're with And then we get right to the conversation at hand Good morning Good morning It's great to have you
0: well, Thank you for having me
1: Absolutely Tell everybody who you are And, and, and you're involved oh, With yes. a capital I yes. <laughs> Involved But tell us uh, who we're talking about today
0: uh, We're talking about uh, the Driftwood Housing Project uh, Soon to be a corporation And my name is Dale Pfeiffer, and I'm the executive director uh, for this project.
1: You and your wife are very, very uh, involved for all the right reasons. Um, You've got a Facebook page, and you're really um, leaning into a problem that's happening here. But before we get there, I want to know a little bit of backstory about you. So how long have you been in Mobile? Where are you from? All that good stuff.
0: Okay, so my wife Reba and I, uh, we moved here Two years ago on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And um, we got married five years ago on Valentine's Day. So, okay. uh, but we, we moved here from Winson Salem. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my wife has been from North Carolina the entire, t- uh, her whole life. And I've traveled a- around a bunch because when I came out of high school at Ambridge High School, I relocated to Florida for college and never returned so i've been in the i'm a darn yankee <laughs> <laughs> you can say it's okay, okay. that's okay. okay i'm from
1: michigan i get yeah. it okay. i know so. what you're saying and he's a
0: steelers fan but we yeah. will not
1: hold that against him because he's a kind soul
0: yeah. <laughs> and a penguins fan uh-huh. and a pirate fan oh, yeah. you don't Mario, have a basketball team fan
1: right are you yeah, absolutely okay. gotcha i gotcha
0: but uh we have no basketball team so mm-hmm. anyway, so I, I guess I, I picked uh, Michael Jordan for that, since there you we go. don't have a basketball <laughs> team.
1: So from Florida to how did you get to Mobile?
0: Well, we actually were going to move to New Orleans. Uh-huh. Um, but we had uh, – my wife's a retired schoolteacher, and she's amazing. She – on a teacher's salary, mm-hmm. she paid off two houses and traveled to 30, 34 countries.
1: She's disciplined.
0: Very, and so we had a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. cash, to buy a house, and, but we didn't want to spend too much because we um, we wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: <laughs> that makes sense.
0: <laughs> that didn't work out very well, <laughs> but um, uh-huh. we went to New Orleans and we actually, you know, put a contract on a house in Algiers Point. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we, went, we got to the home inspection, it was it was just too too much work. Uh, so we a friend of ours was from had, had lived in Alabama and they had one one child that went to Auburn and the other in Alabama. So it's really kind of fun around that household. <laughs> right, but right they around said, Iron Bowl
1: time, I'm sure. <laughs> and
0: and we love historic districts. Um, so and I'm am actually a uh, an author and I write historical novels. Oh wow. So, uh, someone said, "With your love of history and historic towns, you should you should move to Mobile because mm-hmm. they've got a you know a great historic district." So I thought, okay, um, there is a little backstory on that too, if we have time. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, we um, the first house I saw was ten thousand dollars below what we were looking for, and the house had everything on our wish list wow. plus plus more uh-huh um so we i came down saw the house mm-hmm. uh, reba did not see the house so she threatened me with my life <laughs> <laughs> so i walked around and took a lot of pictures
1: i think every husband and, listening is nodding their head because yeah, they know what that means yeah.
0: she said well, you better be right <laughs> so we we jumped on the house it was a very good deal and um uh, we bought it and you know, the rest is history. We do love Mobile. Mm-hmm. We, we really fit into the culture. Um, we love Mardi Gras. You know, everything about the town we really like.
1: So you're not originally from here. You're here. You've embraced the culture. I know that you proudly let people know that, you know, Midtown is your jam. Um, but th- the project that you're working on and that you're now becoming more and more, I think, associated with, um, Driftwood Village Project What is that, and why do you care so much?
0: Okay. Well, I'll do the care first. Uh, It started when when I lived in Pittsburgh. My mother uh, was very influential in kind of training me to be compassionate. And so she would take me down to the Hill District in Pittsburgh, which is – like Harlem and New York. Mm-hmm. And we would go down there and serve, volunteer. And I was its was probably boy, I was very young. I don't even remember how young I was, but that set a real mark on my heart that I had it better than other people because I lived in the suburbs and during the Wonder Years yes. in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And um so and then all through my life, I've been part of different churches, and I've always geared toward the the outreach and uh, visited the homeless on the streets, trying to help them the way I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so one experience I'll share with that is that when I was in Richmond, Virginia, and I used to go out early in the morning and see if I could interview some of the homeless and maybe buy them a cup of coffee – And um, so this one time I went out, and it was very cold and raining, and there were were a group of homeless guys, and I said, hey, it was around lunchtime, I said, why don't we go to a restaurant, I won't name the restaurant, but Mm -hmm. went to a restaurant, and they offered free rings, you know, Mm -hmm. so I said, how'd you like to see a basketball game? So I took them to this place where they had free wings, bought them all a beer, uh-huh. and we enjoyed a basketball game <laughs> together. So no, that's- wait,
1: you have to be something special to do that. I'm not saying because of your gesture, but for, for people who don't know you to trust you enough to go. Because, you know, we, we were laughing about this before we came on air. You like to watch certain types of mysteries. Yeah. and You know, that could have been a plot. Yeah. But there you are being so kind, and they accept. You go have some great wings. You watch a game. What was the uh, experience? How did they describe the experience after? They
0: loved it, and Mm -hmm. I loved it. uh, Because what I always tell people that aren't familiar with the homeless is that they're just like you and me. They're just just an example, just a microcosm Mm -hmm. of who we are. If you're a person who litters a lot, you're going to be when you're homeless. You're going to litter, but but there you go. we have a population. I clean my streets every every week, mm-hmm. and it's you know because a lot of the litter's blamed on the homeless, but it's it's not just the homeless. No, <laughs> it's, it's like not. we have a major, uh, you know, everything. I have found everything thrown out of the window. Right,
1: and and you know what the worst is is when you're at a red light and you see a person. Like I have been in the car with my children and and seen two grown adults eating fast food and just put the window down throw that out and then throw a cigarette with it and then keep driving yes I mean, it was so intentional it yeah. wasn't like oops the, the wind blew and it right. you intentionally littered and that's an issue
0: right and i i when i grew up we had this this really big campaign give a hoot don't pollute
1: yes and um Our don't so, be a litter bug was yeah what we had i mean in i Michigan.
0: I, you know <laughs> mr rogers is from pittsburgh so He was a big influence in my belief system, Uh so I used to watch him religiously. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of who I am. But what this project is, when I came here, I mean, there's just so many homeless people here, uh, probably between 600 and 800. It's probably more, Um, but Housing First does a count occasionally, and they'll go out and try to count everybody. But you know how difficult that is because— they're in the highways and the hedges, mm-hmm. so it's kind. Of, it's very difficult to count them.
1: And that's Derek uh, Bullwear with uh Housing First. They just had their um, annual event where yes. they have everyone come to the grounds, and they offer transportation and haircuts and health care yes. and information and yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Uh, the Driftwood Housing Project is kind of le- why do we have that once a year?
1: Right, because there's more than a, so, there's a, there's a need 364 yes. other days of the yes.
0: year. So our what we're our goal is to uh, build villages uh, we we're using seattle washington as kind of a template and i know mobile is not seattle washington but i think we have some uh interest in it let's say let's put it that way we mm-hmm. have some interest uh, we're not getting a lot of no's that's good. we're we're getting a lot of let's see what you got mm-hmm. so and that's mm-hmm. really encouraging to me and so but what we you know seattle has Within the past five years, they've built nine villages, and there, there's one or two in every district.
1: I see so, you smiling. Yeah. Is that your hope? Is that your goal? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I I think if we have one successful village, mm-hmm. and and people can see that it's not an eyesore, it's very, you know, we're I'm very artsy and romantic, so it's like I would be the. I don't want to have anything that's ugly or an eyesore. You know? and,
1: I, and I'm glad I'm glad you just said that because sometimes people they want the change to come about, but they're not quite sure from a visual standpoint what it will look like, how this impact my neighborhood. Now, I, you know, last week I had uh, City Councilman uh, William Carroll on the show, and and I and I said this, and I'll and I'll make sure to give you a copy of that so you can hear what he said. But you know, these people who are homeless are someone's children. They are someone's aunts and uncles and grandparents. I mean, That's these right. are human beings. Yes. And so, but by the grace of God, if you're not in that situation, why would you stand in the way of helping other people?
0: Exactly. That's exactly right. And especially with Mobile, even more than Winston-Salem mm-hmm. or Richmond or Roanoke, it has a name of being Christian. It's right. in the, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's very prominent here. And, it just breaks my heart when I see you know, a person that claims to be a Christian just really treating the homeless, the least of these, right. so ungraciously and without compassion. Because the heart of Christianity, and most religions, uh-huh. by the way, not just Christianity, is reaching out you know, to people that are un- unfortunate. And the homeless are the most unfortunate of all. You know know
1: what makes me mad
0: are people who
1: work, and this is wherever you live. This isn't just City of Mobile, but if you work for a city but you don't even live in that city, you're making decisions – that impacts people who live in that city. That's a problem because you don't have empathy because you're able to go to work, do your job, and then hightail it out of there. So this homeless issue is more of an eyesore to you, not a care. Right, exactly. And and we need to have that at every level of decision-making. We have to have people who are engaged and not just for photo
0: ops. Right, that's right, exactly. And that's that's a problem because I think – You know, there's a lot of lip service, but there's not a lot of action. But I think working with people like, you know, William Carroll, who's going to speak, by the way, at our uh, March meeting, Mm -hmm. um, I think we can make this happen. You know, I kind of put it out to the different councilmen, you know, who's going to be the first to step up and maybe host one, you know. But, you know. um, Do you but
1: do you find that when people meet you, they think, well, you're not homeless. Why do you care so much?
0: Um I I associate a lot with the homeless because my wife and I volunteer at the uh, Presbyterian Central Food Bank mm-hmm. and so which is every Tuesday Which is every Tuesday okay. and, and Monday we fill the bags and on Tuesday we deliver the bags. Now I've had to stop my because I go to the city council meetings now mm-hmm. uh <laughs> as a as an advocate for Good. the homeless. Yeah. So I can't go there, but uh, they certainly understand, and I have their blessing uh, that I'm not there. And I also do the uh, homeless outreach uh, the third Sunday of every month at Central for Pre- the Presbyterian Church. I don't even go there, but we have such a great relationship. <laughs> that, yes, they do they, great work. They do great work. And uh, what I love about it is the diversity of the volunteers and, yes. and the people that we serve. Uh, and that's that's also you know. If you read your Bible, John 17, you know, it's like he prayed one prayer that the church was one, and Central does a great job of bringing everybody together. And, so very welcoming. And, uh,
1: For those who are listening right now and they say, hey, I want to help out, I, I, I want to do what you're doing on Mondays, Um, do you need more volunteers?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it uh, it fluctuates, Uh mm-hmm. but we... We always need volunteers. Uh, On Monday, it is from about 8 till maybe 11. Uh, And then on Tuesdays, it's, you know, you could come at 7, and Mm -hmm. and it goes on till mostly after 1 o'clock.
1: And for Monday, what, from 8 to what time?
0: Um, about eleven.
1: Okay, and so this is at Central Presbyterian Church, right here, our neighbor on yeah. Dolphin Street. Yes. Um, what are you doing on that Monday?
0: Monday, we're we're receiving uh, the deliveries from Feeding the Gulf Coast and a lot of the local grocery stores that give us all of their, you know, leftover bread and mm-hmm. um, and and then we Central purchases. Uh, a lot of food, too, so basically, what we do on Mondays is we, we fill the bags we, feel, we f- feed from eight hundred to a thousand families Wow every Tuesday, so we have to count the bags and make sure we have enough for all the families and, uh, and then we also have, we also supply food to different ministries in the area mm-hmm. are,
1: are there any age restrictions for your volunteers?
0: i'm not sure about that but uh-huh. i don't think i've seen anybody uh well we did we did have some families come in and they were young, so mm-hmm. they work with the, so i say no as long as they're able to to, to, you know, to do the job,
1: and then the reason why I bring that up because I'm all about you know I, I know that my purpose on this planet is to is to connect people right. and to network, and I think about all the high school organizations oh, yeah. that are looking to give back. They need service hours. They want yeah. service hours. These these children and their and yeah. their advisors care. The different sororities and fraternities. Right. I mean, there's just so much goodness that can continue on thanks yeah. to the generosity of Central Presbyterian Church being the landing pad. Right. Right. So that's Mondays, and then Tuesdays you see the long line. Yep. And so you're you're handing out when you're able to be there but volunteers are handing out food yes. to the vehicles.
0: We're filling the filling the uh, cars and trucks and vans with food. Uh They have to sign up. I don't have the, that information okay. with it because it's a little bit off but maybe you can uh-huh. I can share later. that later. Yeah for sure. Um, but but as far as volunteers um, we we will be having volunteers too and one of the things that volunteers will do it we're a lot like habitat for humanity and actually they are going to partner with us oh in that's good building the tiny house we also have a we, we've been getting all kinds of people coming out of you know to help us and one of the one of the new ones is the Navy Seabees.
1: Yes, I know about the Seabees. And
0: they build stuff. Mm-hmm. So we, we like that. So I'm mm-hmm. going to kind of get with them and, and get the Navy involved with building our houses.
1: Now, if you get the Navy involved, you know the Coast Guard is going to say something, Army, Marine. Everybody's yeah, going to be like, what about good. it? Which that's is a good okay. problem. <laughs> that's a
0: good problem to have.
1: <laughs> no, that's right. that's right. I love it. So um, if you're just tuning in, welcome to the Community Roundtable, speaking with Dale Pfeiffer. He's the Project Manager at Driftwood Village Project, and we're talking more... About really the need as to um, you know why this is needed besides the obvious. And I wanted to get for you to give your background so people understood why you care so much, um, you know, where your heart is on, on this. And so I'm so appreciative that you share that with us. And when I asked you about your purpose, you said this is a purpose is to create a bipartisan alliance of concerned citizens focused on the establishment of a homeless village in Mobile, like homeless solutions established in other cities across America where the homeless of Mobile can reside in a safe place to get anchored and prepare for affordable housing. And you reference Seattle as well, well, so it's not like you're reinventing the wheel. No. So you, you know, recently, um, and I, I, I try to come down to the, to the city council meetings as well on Tuesdays, and I invite everyone too, but if you can't, they have a link on YouTube and you can watch and be engaged. And that was one of the longest city council meetings, and it was good it was really good to hear how passionate people are in the city about caring for the next person. That's right. So walk us through what it was that you were talking about while you were there and what did you hear while you were at that city council meeting?
0: Well, the reason why, uh, there's two things going on right now that are very controversial. It's the redistricting. And so uh, there's been a shift in the, uh, population of mobile mm-hmm. and uh, and by the count there is a black majority in the city now mm-hmm. so fifty one
1: percent
0: yeah so that's that 's part of you know that crowd uh, but it 's shared with another um, two um, councilmen from district four and five mm-hmm. uh, are proposing um, a policy where it is illegal for the homeless to to tent on any public or private anywhere in this in the city um, and I know from my experience that these tent villages uh, that are around they 're usually in remote places they 're not really you know alongside the road like like you see in some cities they they 're kind of buried it along a river or a park or some place um, so that's the the big objection, but the problem is they do that for security because when they come together in a tented community like that, mm-hmm. they're a little bit sheltered from the weather, uh, like like the freezing cold temperatures.
1: Right.
0: Um, and so uh, we just feel like it's it's not a humane thing to do. Our our stand our, as far as the Driftwood Housing Project because we're so concerned about. Getting these people into shelters and houses uh, and they 're not ready for affordable housing and even if we ha- did have enough affordable housing they aren 't the ones that are probably going to get it That's and, right. and if they get it they 're not they 're going to be overwhelmed mm-hmm. because they need to deal with a lot of the uh, the, the stuff inside uh, the trauma and so we we are going to give them two years um To be – and it doesn't necessarily mean free because some of them do get checks, but they just don't get a check enough to cover housing and living. Right, because that's
1: expensive. Yeah. And they're battling other things that they're dealing with. Yes. Um, If you were speaking to the city council persons of four and five, district four and five, um, and they were in here right now, what would you tell them?
0: Well, I actually uh, did talk to one of the councilmen that was proposing – the bill, we we have a good relationship. I'm not I'm not up there yelling at them and no. screaming at them. I'm like having a conversation and saying, you know, you, we, we've got to do something. So, I guess my appeal to them would be to postpone it, give us a chance to get get a community mm-hmm. established, work with us. We have uh, we work with the um, homeless and mobile uh, page, which has almost seven thousand people on it they're the ones that go into the trenches and they elizabeth. help elizabeth yes uh-huh and so sh- if they would just let us help if mm-hmm. you know so cuz we we have the bodies to do mm-hmm. whatever they want if they see a camp that's dirty we'll go clean it so know? if
1: if if district um, city council persons 4 and 5 from district their districts were here and and of course, that's how I mean. That's how adults talk to each other: screaming and shouting. That doesn't get anything done. That's right. But I ask you that because for some who, who aren't quite sure, like, what would you say if you could talk to them? Um, what what response would be good for you besides them extending the deadline to make a decision? Um, what can the city do to support what you're trying to do?
0: Okay, so the biggest thing that comes to mind is um, we, we're wanting some land the mobile mobile has a land that's a that's unused okay so um, i'm going to get with the real estate person in the city and i and hopefully we can identify a property that can be used Um, we have other resources for the house the house is actually into concerned citizens are paying for the house the shelters they run about five thousand dollars you know, Habitat for Humanity, mm-hmm. and and the homeless person that's benefiting from the house and volunteers, we can get this done.
1: So, so are you saying, is it one house, multiple houses? It, are you one at a time? We
0: have two different kinds of houses. One we're calling shelters because they're, t- they're under 120 square feet, so they're not considered a house. Gotcha. So that's what Seattle did. Mm-hmm. They needed them right away. So the quickest way to get people that are out in these tent villages and on the streets into a safe place is to put them in a shelter. And it's it's just a wooden tent. That's what they call them in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So we'll have – we're considering uh, a section of the village that will have wooden tents. And they'll, they'll be themed probably in – uh, the most popular. I did a poll. Most popular is um, shotgun house. Yeah,
1: I saw your poll. I, so, I couldn't decide. I was because like, the other one was the, the cottage uh, yeah,
0: beach, beach cottage, and the other one is like a Charleston row house, and you know. But the one that everybody wants is one that looks like Mobile. You yeah, know, so, exactly. And exactly. so when I went to the planners uh, this past week, I actually met with several of the planners in Mobile. And you know, pitched what we were doing, what we needed. Um, uh, they they didn't say no, you know. And uh, the one of the things that they did mention is they work a lot with HUD. I was in an urban development, and so the other kind of house that we have is actually a tiny house. Oh yes. So you know, the thought is is that a person that comes off the the street and they have no income whatsoever. No ID, no, you know, nothing. They would go into a shelter temporarily mm-hmm. until they got a job and they have an income. Then they could move into a tiny house. So we have a transition within the village. You, you know, already
1: have the, I mean, the landscape of, of how you want to do this. The foundation of. how ways to make it happen it makes no sense why people wouldn't want to support you if they're aware of what's going on and you do a great job um, communicating what you're working on and the different partnerships that you're in because you can tell you're not making this about rich or poor white or black it's about people
0: it's about people, yes, definitely. And
1: I really wish that we could get – you hate to have to say that until someone goes through something, do they have empathy? But perhaps those who have the deciding powers, maybe if there's a shift in their own lives, they would better understand that everybody doesn't have it so great. Yeah. And if you can help, why why wouldn't you? The area of land that you're talking about, what, what part of town would that be in?
0: Uh, the the area of the, the district doesn't it hasn't been decided yet. Okay. It's really where – You know, it's kind of a combination of things. Um, Now, the biggest objection to where would be, um, you know, a lot of the homeless people have all of the resources in the city, Mm -hmm. districts one and two, you know. Mm -hmm. But the the ones that are probably going to come into the village are ones that really want to restart their life. Love it. And a lot of them are looking for jobs. They just need an address. So – those people, once they're in the village, the idea is to bring the services to the village. That's right. So another, so that's kind of the concept: is that the services will come to the village. They won't be going like all over town looking for One-stop something. One stop shop. Yes, it's like
1: a big box store. Correct.
0: And Every- then if they needed to go to something special, like a doctor's appointment at the hospital, mm-hmm. we'll have transportation for them to do that. And then we we're hoping to work out with the uh, mobile transit system, even maybe a stop or uh, some some kind of he- assistance with that.
1: You and Reba are, are true angels that you're doing this much for other people who you don't even know have a need, but you're just willing to step in that gap and, and make sure it happens. As we wrap up, um, how people listening, how can they help? What do they need to do?
0: Well, right now we're, we're kind of in a holding pattern because we're, we're filing our corporate uh, paperwork, probably, hopefully Monday. Uh, got all the state part done. So we really can't do a whole lot until we, we actually are a 501, 501c3 organization. Okay. Um, but they could, if they're interested in getting, getting involved in the future, we have a, a Facebook page. It's called Driftwood Housing Project, and I put Mobile, Alabama in parentheses, because if this model works here, we'd like to export it like Seattle does and help other places that are interested in building homeless villages. So. Well,
1: and we're so grateful that you're doing what you're doing, both of you. And, um, that Facebook page, Driftwood housing project, housing project. And then in
0: parentheses, it's mobile, mobile Alabama. Alabama.
1: So, yeah. so follow them on Facebook, see other people doing great things in the city and let's join forces and make this happen so that, We all have opportunities to succeed. That's what it's about. Thank you, Dale. I appreciate you. Will you come back for an update?
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay. I'm excited to join forces with you as well. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Community Roundtable. Keep it tuned to this Sound of Mobile station. Coming up next is 251 Now with Kelly Finley.
0: You've been listening to Community Roundtable, a production of .com+, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of Community Roundtable on the Sound of Mobile.